Conference of Champions rolls on. No truck stops here. We are the Pac-12. We are the best of the best. Welcome to No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast. I'm Carlos. Here with me is Grapes. Hey. Uh, that's it. No Greg and Matthew Hubertson today. Holiday stuff. That's just how it is. Uh, but as always, please follow us collectively on Twitter and Instagram at No Truck Stops Pod. And send us an email with your questions at no truck stops podcast at gmail.com. This is our basketball episode recapping the weekend pack 12 hoops, talking about who's up, who's down, and everything in between. Usually we get started with peak of the pack, but this week, due to some news, let's start with some down bad. Uh, every week we talk about which teams, players, programs, whoever had the crummiest week in the league and i'm gonna start us off here because we gotta start with this uh my down bad is the entire pack 12 most notably ucla and usc both of whom have had some serious uh covet outbreaks in their programs and they've had to cancel their games ucla has now canceled three games officially uh, a game against alabama state a game against north carolina in las vegas and now against cal poly And USC, because of COVID cases in their program, they have canceled their game against Oklahoma State. So we miss two marquee games um, and a couple of bye games from UCLA. Uh, It first came out that Mick Cronin had COVID and was going to sit out the Alabama State game. And instead, Darren Savino, his assistant coach, was going to step in. But then uh, they found more cases, I guess, in the program. So they ended up canceling that game. They ended up canceling um, the pretty much the rest of the games for at least another week or so. So, grapes, what do you uh, what do you make of all this? And I don't know, what do you think this says about uh, the state of uh, college basketball in this environment? And do you feel like do you feel like we're at the end of this, or is this just starting? Um, definitely don't love the news. It kind of feels like 2020 all over again with basketball getting slowly getting interrupted. Kind of sucks that, I mean, you don't want any teams in the conference being plagued by this, but having UCLA and USC dealing with this when they're the two of the top three teams in the conference is not ideal. Um, but again, don't want anyone to have to be dealing with it. I think things will continue okay but it is kind of getting scary with all the other cases in the country that have been happening I really don't want this season to get canceled but if it's what's best for the players like if this thing becomes like a serious um, hazard to their health you kind of have to look into postponing the season yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure if we have vaccination rates for UCLA or USC, but there's been outbreaks in other places um, with 99% vaccination rates, so that's, like, not uncommon at all. Um, you know, we saw it with Cal football earlier this fall, like, back in November. Um, they had a bunch of cases, and they had to move their game with USC because of it. Um, now, I don't think anyone – I don't know, because they don't tell us. I don't think anyone had any serious health issues, and – I it seemed like they mostly were fine after that um but uh, who knows i think like we're in a weird environment i don't think they'll i mean based on the 
the evidence and everything else that we have at our disposal, it seems to me, and like what the NCAA and the Pac-12 have done over the past two years, it seems to me that they won't cancel games, but I do wonder if fans are not going to be allowed back in at some point. Like, you know, I mean, we're talking about uh, spread and the spread of the virus and like the, the, the rate at which it's being spread. I don't know, indoor, indoor sports with like 10,000 plus people in them potentially packed in some cases, uh, seems like a bad idea. Um, so I'm not sure what's going to happen. The good, the, the good thing we've seen so far, although I know the evidence is very, very light. Don't want to like, I'm not an epidemiologist and I'm just kind of an informed citizen here. Seems like the, uh, the Omicron variant, is that how you pronounce it? Um, Om- Omicron, something like that. Uh, that's like the new, like big variant of concern has like apparently like really high transmissibility. Like it's very very contagious, but it also maybe seems like it might actually be less dangerous. Um, but you know, TBD. We'll see. Um, obviously, we want to like speculate on that stuff. That's just from from the, the early returns on on the virus. So hopefully it's hopefully it's fine. Um, but kind of a bummer. Um, you know, from a basketball perspective, obviously, what's a bummer from a health perspective, but from a basketball perspective, um, are there, you know, do you have any concerns in terms of like, I mean, I personally, for me, I'm like, I'm a little worried if the UCLA Arizona game doesn't happen December 30th. Um, do, I mean, do you feel like, do you feel like going into, I mean, so I'll say this, here's a, here's a different question. Going into that game, that will definitely be if UCLA plays Arizona on December 30th, which just two week quarantine and all this other stuff, like how that's kind of gone. And they should be able to play against Arizona on December 30th. Do you think, how much do you think that game's going to end up mattering? Like the outcome of that game? Like, I don't know. Like I'm kind of of the mind that UCLA might, might be affected by it, but I don't know. What do you think? Do they play again later in the season? They do in February. Okay. Um, Man, December 30th is super recent if you're battling COVID problems. Like, think about it like a cold. Like, the week after you're coming back from a cold, you don't want to be doing this a lot of exercise. So I think that could be really damaging for the Pac-12 if it's played, honestly. Because Arizona, as far as we know, is healthy right now. And in my opinion, the best team in the conference. And UCLA has an argument to be the best team. But I think if guys are still struggling like with getting their health back up after dealing with COVID, it will just not be a fair showing of what these two teams actually look like. Like if health isn't 100%, Arizona is going to destroy them. Yeah. I I mean, it's almost, it's a, again, purely from a basketball perspective, from a human perspective, I hope these kids are fine. I don't really, from a human perspective, I don't really care about college basketball that much, but (laughs) That's someone who watches a lot of the games. Yeah, it's like uh, they're going to be two. They've paused basketball activities, meaning they're not working out. They're not practicing. Um, like, I don't know. Arizona's going to get Arizona's going to get both L.A. schools. They get U. They get UCLA on um, December 30th. They're taking an L.A. trip. And then they go to uh, on January 2nd. They play USC. Um, so they might they might kind of 
that LA trip uh, looked pretty daunting before all this, but you know, in this particular instance, it might might work out for Arizona purely from a basketball perspective to have those two teams like they're not working out, they're not doing anything. So, um, and again, we also don't know what the effects like the how how long the effects of the virus are gonna are gonna last them, if anything. I mean, we don't know if they're asymptomatic even. Um, so, very weird stuff. Uh, but. That's that's that we have to talk about that first, and that was my down bad. Do you have a uh, down bad candidate now that we're here? Um, I have a list. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, there's just a lot of bad things happening in this <laughs> conference. Yes. Um, Oregon State, man, heartbreaking Still. shit. Oregon State, they have they're one in ten right now, right? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. they only have the one win. <laughs> yeah. Which is just oh my gosh. After Lost their, to UC Davis last week. Yeah, their their one win is over Portland State. They are on, a, and that was to start the year, the that, first yeah, game of the season. Yeah, they're on the 10, ga- ten game losing streak right now. Like Wayne Tinkle is down bad after going to an elite eight. Ethan Thompson is a very important aspect of this team that they are no longer have. So yeah. I don't know. Oregon State, yikes. Um, I would say Arizona State is my true down bad candidate. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, have not been, well, this entire season, I have not been impressed with Arizona State. I'm not going to lie. But, is this just rivalry smack? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unholy war heat. <laughs> no, Arizona State lost that game to San Francisco in another close one. San Francisco is actually a solid program. Um, but my thing with Arizona State is I feel like they play they're playing close in everything or like don't look how they should against bad teams. Like they play down to the bad teams and then they go up against teams like San Francisco where they lose by one point or they beat Oregon, who jury's still out on Oregon. I don't really know what's going on there. Or they play a pretty close game with Baylor or a pretty close game with San Diego State. But then they'll turn around and lose some stupid game. And it's kind of pissing me off because the talent is clearly there. And like we've said every week, Bobby Hurley's doing, you know, absolutely nothing with it. Um, yeah. I, I would say Washington State has yeah, been really sad. But like I have a hard time talking about it. <laughs> I'm like very <laughs> depressed. I was extremely high on Washington State. And then they lose to New Mexico State. They lost the. They, they lost, lost another South one before Dakota. That. That's right. South Dakota State, but yeah, like back to back, South Dakota State and then New Mexico State. Yeah, it's not looking good for Kyle Smith up there. Yeah, just on Washington State, like another loss to a. I don't know. I don't. New Mexico State, per the analytics, not particularly impressive. I'm pretty sure. I'm not. I'm sure. I'm. I, I'm, I don't even think New Mexico State's in the top 100 in Ken Palm. Um, and then to not not only that, but the way that they lost, they had another. This was again. This must be their. All of their losses must be like this. They had a big lead in the first half. Uh, kind of, kind of running into the second half, and they blew it again. Um. I think that happened against South Dakota State. We know that happened before in other games. There's something about this team that they just like can't 
finish. Um, they get cold. They go. They go through these like scoring droughts that are just hard to watch because you see it coming, and you're just sort of wondering like, are they gonna? Is there? Is this gonna be like a six minute scoring drought for them? And and it comes, and it's just like, you know, their defense. You can't expect their defense to to withstand those things as long as those droughts are. Um, against New Mexico State, uh, shot 33% from the field and 30, 30% from three, um, which is something you just can't do. Um, I mean, no matter what you're giving up. Defensively, I think they're fine. Uh, I don't think defensively uh, is their problem. They held New Mexico State to 64 points off 43% shooting and below 30% from three. But offensively, they just go cold for such long stretches. Um, I think they were missing... Uh, who are they missing during this game? I'm struggling. This uh, they had Noah Williams who was coming off the bench. I don't know what was going on there. Um, ah, their their point guard Tyrell Roberts, the transfer from UC San Diego. That's who they were missing. Um, he was out, which like maybe that contributes to it, but it's not like they don't go through scoring droughts when he's in the game. Um, so I don't know. Really disappointing stuff from them for a team that we kind of thought was going to be. I don't know, like easily the fourth best team in the Pac-12, definitely a NCAA tournament lock, and now uh, it's just getting worse for them. Yeah. I would say Utah's down bad right now as well um, with their loss to Missouri. Missouri's a fine team. They're, I would say, about on the same level as Utah, but Utah had a pretty solid lead in the first half and just could not maintain it. They were missing Brandon Carlson, their big man, um, who stayed home for health reasons. And, like, holy cow, does he make a difference. Um, they're also out of – they don't have Deshaun Mahorchich, who's another one of their big-time rebounders, and it shows. Like, they are just not strong um, in rebounding, and it's what's killing them. Like, the injury stuff, Utah could legitimately be a good team, like we've been saying, but they just haven't – you know, been able to do anything because they have so many injuries and they can't really score very inefficient offense. Um, so if you're missing Brandon Carlson, you're kind of screwed. So, Oh, Utah, I had such high hopes. (laughs) I'm actually, you know, I'm kind of impressed with Utah a little bit. I mean, Missouri is fine. Um, I don't think they're unbelievable. Um, but they came into this as, uh, the number, Ooh, sorry, I messed up here. Oh, they were, I must've, must've been looking at a hundred. They were number 144 in Ken Palm. Um, so maybe not a particularly good team, but either yeah. way, <laughs> they're about, they're about at the same level. I was thinking I was looking at Missouri state pregame, um, kind of looking at this. Okay. Maybe that's not as good of a loss at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, I will say, um, not having Brandon Carlson in is, uh, it's a death sentence for Utah, for being honest. I, I think if you just like look at advanced metrics, Brandon Carlson might be like the Pac-12 MVP in terms of just like when he's off the floor, what Utah does. Um, his player efficiency rating, which is, again, another metric for just how good players are relative to the average across, you know, given their time on the floor and across all statistics, He's number two in the Pac-12 at 30.1. 30 is, like, very high. Like, that's 
that's superstar level. Um, Christian Coloco is number gonna, one at 32. That's what I was going to guess. I was going to ask if it was Christian Coloco. Yeah, same, kind of the same, the same thinking there. Um, Brandon Carlson also leads the Pac-12. It's pretty significantly in box, uh, offensive box plus minus. Um, it, he's uh, he's number one in the league uh, at seven point four, which means for every uh, for every minute he's out there, he's or for every game he's out there, he's contributing seven point four points offensively ab- above and beyond what they would normally do. Um, so and is number three in the conference in total box plus minus. So um, he's a plus ten point nine. Uh, number one and number two. Uh, is Christian Coloco and Azulis Dubella. So kind of crazy what Arizona is doing. So without Brandon Carlson, um, Utah Utah suffers offensively. So tough for them, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. And and as, as for Arizona State, I don't know. I kind of th- I, I almost kind of wanted to make them my peak of the pack just because. Oh, no. They... <laughs> don't tell me that. Um, you know, they beat like a decent Creighton team, which they shouldn't like – Given what we've seen from Arizona no, that's State, that's fair. I'll give them that. They, it makes no sense that they beat them, um, and then almost beat a, a pretty good San Francisco team. That San Francisco team, number thirty-four in Ken Palm, um, eleven and one. They look to be like a real contender in the West Coast Conference, I, like just based on based on the analytics. So, and I was they almost I lose was, to Grand Canyon. They did almost lose to Grand Canyon. Yeah, that was uh So that's that? why I'm confused by them. Now. And I'm like Yeah. You get sure. so close to it's winning confusing. these games like against San Francisco. Yeah. W- win the game. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yes. Um any other down bad candidates for you? Um I almost think. said I almost said Arizona. Um and I know they didn't lose and I know they blew out again everyone in their wake. This past week, they blew the shit out of Northern Colorado, 101-76, and then blew the hell out of California Baptist, 84-60. to But um, there were some screenshots going around kind of late in the first half, early in the second quarter, where those teams were kind of competitive with Arizona. But Arizona just be may- maybe reaching that peak of dominance where they're just sort of like sleepwalking through games, and then they wake up, and they turn it on, and, and it's over. Um, but, uh, I mean, I guess that's just that's just maybe me being – me being jealous. So, <laughs> um, okay. Well, then let's move on to our peak of the pack. And now the peak of the pack. As always, so much per- pomp and circumstance for one week of Pac 12 basketball. As usual, every week we talk about which Pac 12 teams had the best week in the league and which teams we were most impressed with. Uh, obviously we can't talk about every single game. So this down bad peak of the pack stuff is how we talk about the conference and what's happening. But, uh, grapes, who was your peak of the pack this week? Oh man. I honestly, I, hard to choose. I don't this has not been know. a good week for the conference. It's, I know. I'm like looking at this. I'm like, uh, you know what? Let's, let's go with Cal. And the reason, wow. The wow. Reason I'm Two going, weeks in a row now. The reason, <laughs> The reason I'm going with Cal is because I had extremely low expectations for Cal. I genuinely thought Cal was going to be the worst team in the conference. And you know what? They aren't right now. The bar is literally on the floor. Thank you, Oregon State. (laughs) But 
they've they've been solid. They've had a terrible schedule. I I'm not gonna lie, it's not been great. Um, they did beat Dartmouth though, and Idaho State and Oregon State, which are all very easy games. But they came really close to beating Seton Hall, who's a top twenty team. They they've like looked okay the last few weeks. Like again, yeah. I I'm not saying this is the best team in the conference but like they've they've done it they beat santa clara they lost to utah but they almost beat utah on the road so you know what cal good work way to go keep it up <laughs> i can't believe cal is peak of the pack two weeks in a row i'm almost kind of embarrassed <laughs> i think it's just because they've had such an easy schedule so they haven't really yeah. been able to disappoint us yeah well and you know the loss to what was it UCSD. Oh yeah. Was that the early? Was that the early loss? That's when we were like, oh man, like maybe they might, they might win like three games out of conference if it's going to be that bad. Um, but they bounced back nicely-ish. I mean, yeah, I don't they know. They haven't Dartmouth. had many tests. No. So. Um. Yeah, I see. Dartmouth is like two fifty-five in Kempom, <laughs> so not like. Not not super. I'm just, they I'm only won by like, six. Also, I'm trying not to just say Arizona. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, Arizona did not look great this week. I mean, yeah, they yeah, those were blowouts. But if you were watching those games or just even keeping up with the score, um, eh, it was kind of tight. So I don't know. I can see why. And USC and UCLA didn't play. Yeah, um, exactly. I guess USC did play. They did beat uh, UC Irvine and Georgia Tech. They looked great against Georgia Tech. Did not look good against UC Irvine. Um, I thought UC Irvine had a real chance to win that game. And in fact, UC Irvine was up double digits um, late in the first half. Yeah. So USC kind of had to rally for that one. And UC Irvine's a good team. Um, I'll have, I have to. I need to check their Ken Palm rating. It's a. It's a one ten. Okay. So whatever. I keep <laughs> thinking. I keep thinking. I know truck stop teams, and I just don't. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it was a competitive game, so it's like, yeah, how much how much weight do you put in there? Um, and then Georgia Tech, they 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 got them pretty early and didn't wasn't didn't struggle too much. Boogie Ellis had a very nice bounce back game in that one. He had 16 points off seven for 14 shooting. Still not great from three. Um, his shooting woes from outside uh, the uh, the three point line continue. He was 0 for three that night, but I don't know. I mean. It's good for him to get a bounce back game otherwise. So peakish of the pack, I guess. I, I don't know. It was kind Is of there a for peak? Me. <laughs> I, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give my peak of the pack. I'm going to give it to Oregon. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about Oregon. But yeah. like if you look at their wins and losses over the last week, do they deserve it? Just for the I mean, game. Just for the past week, if we're only including the past week, which is two games, they beat the shit out of Portland, which is a thing everyone does. Good, I think we all good. can agree there. They had Baylor on the ropes. Um, a, a Baylor team that looks as historically good as they had last season. Um, they were blowing teams out. I don't think... I'm kind of looking at this here. Uh, VCU, I guess, they had a tight game. Um, they only won that one by eight, and they beat Arizona State by 12. Just kind of looking at them over the past year. But they've beating the shit out of everyone else 86 to 48 against Stanford early in the season. They beat Villanova, which is probably a top 25 team still, uh 57 to 36. Um Oregon Oregon hung close and in fact led at the half. Um so, I mean, that's not bad and and 
you know, given what this team was and how badly they were losing to teams like Houston, St. Mary's, like this is a good good little bounce back for them. It's Will an Richardson extremely confusing game. Yeah. Um Will Richardson uh had a nice little bounce back himself. Sixteen points, five rebounds, six assists, um, off five for twelve shooting and two for six from three. Not not perf not not like he wasn't setting the world on fire there, but um, you know, much better than I think we've seen him. You know, he was putting up some brutal lines. So, um, I don't know. Did you get to watch any of that game? Yeah, I actually was watching it when we were recording our football episode. Yeah, that's yes. when I I turned it on and I was like, "Holy shit, Oregon is beating Baylor in the first half of a basketball game. This is insane." So yeah, I I'm really impressed by Will Richardson because I feel like this entire season has been us saying, "Isn't he supposed to be good?" <laughs> and him not being yeah. good and yeah. he finally uh was there and did some things and i feel like that was a huge part of oregon's offensive success because that's kind of been the story this entire season of oh my god can they score i genuinely yeah. am not sure if they are capable of playing offense and in this game they did so maybe dana Altman's just taking a page out of mario cristobal's book and only getting up for big games because where has this been the rest yeah. of the season? Well, it's funny because even in big games they had before, they they looked they That's were not true. competitive. They got um, destroyed by BYU. So maybe the the Dana Altman gets his teams to play better as the season goes on. Discourse is alive. Their don't, number don't give Oregon fans that. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll convince you. They will. They will. Um, Oregon is uh, number fifty eight in Kempom. That's pretty high considering what their season has looked like um the number 22 offense per ken palms um adjusted offense metric what is is, what is arizona states right now let me look at that uh you're talking uh let's see arizona state i'm just there go ahead i think i think it i think it fits with what we know about arizona state they're 175 in adjusted offense they're 98 overall in ken palm um 175th in adjusted offense and uh number 49 in adjusted defense so we know their defense has been decent um it's been yeah, fine I, like the that effort's Arizona been good. state beat oregon i guess yeah, it was a close game but so yeah i feel like oregon's up there a little bit high yeah kind of surprising that oregon has is uh such a such an efficient offensive team considering what we've seen from them and the way their offense looks. It doesn't look that way, but they may be going with the old Muck Cronin um, uh, approach here because they are, they're number 314. I think there's what 300, there's 358 uh, D1 basketball team. Yeah. They're number 314 in tempo. So they're one of the slowest teams in the country. Yeah. By that a checks lot. out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, makes sense uh, for efficiency. Yeah. Any other, uh, any other peak of the pack for you? Um, it's just hard. I'm like going down the list. I'm like, ugh. I feel Arizona. Like this is gonna be so much easier once we get into conference play too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm ready to get Colorado. Into conference play. I guess. I mean, Colorado. I still think Colorado's not a good team. No, <laughs> like, they're not. They have. They're not. They have this record, like that makes that makes me want think looking at their record they're nine and three i'm like that's there you go that's a good basketball team they're not like watching them play every single game i've just been like no people are gonna give this team way too much credit for doing so little and i'm sick of it 
What's the, uh, what's the, this is making me think, because I was listening back to our football episode. What's the, uh, what's the holiday food equivalent for that team? Just a, just a holiday <laughs> food that you're like, do you think it looks good? You're like, oh, you know, I could see myself Novelty eating Novelty you... candy cane flavors. Well, okay, okay, okay. We need to have this, con- I was not here for this. We need to have this conversation. <laughs> what the fuck is novelty candy I cane I sent flavors? you pictures. They're like the Jolly Rancher ones. Jolly Rancher ones? Jolly I've never Rancher seen candy canes. Sweet Tart makes them skittles makes them like they're these is this a utah thing no they're like you can google it right now google jolly rancher candy canes but they also have like candy canes that are like strawberry flavored so instead of it being mint it's like literally strawberry weird i guess i've never seen these and so it's always like there's a part of it that you're like, oh, this could be good. <laughs> and then it's not. It's not at all. My argument with football was like, you like pieces of candy canes, right? Like peppermint fudge. Like you like some pieces of it. But you're, you're not going to sit there and just enjoy a whole candy cane. Nobody's finished an entire candy cane. And that's how Colorado football was for me because their offense this year was a delight to watch. Absolutely terrible. We're just trying to see if they'll get 100 yards in a game. But, like, you like that piece of it. It's enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, like, what I came from. But, like, novelty candy canes, they're like, oh, that could be good. And then it's not. Yeah. And nobody wants that. Yeah. Um. Apparently, I just looked this up. Uh, there are Oreo candy canes. <laughs> Have what? You seen this Target sells Oreo candy canes. Those can't they're be good. In- they're at limited stock at my local Target. Maybe oh I'll go gosh. pick them up for the memes. Those look... What do those taste like? I don't know. Oreos. <laughs> how do you make hard candies like that? I love how Oreos are already some weird uh, processed like nonsense uh, that isn't made of anything. And these candy canes are like extractions of that. Like they're not Oreo candy canes. They're Oreo flavored candy canes. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's a, see, I'm telling you, like everybody makes their like novelty... versions of candy canes it's super weird i don't get it yeah i it's gross Uh, i would never i would never partake (sighs) okay uh anyway so what did we say who did we say colorado were novelty was it colorado basketball that was a novelty candy canes well i said colorado football was but like you can say that about basketball too like they seem they seem better than they are (laughs) like i don't but it's hard because, like, their losses are to Tennessee, who's ranked, UCLA. <laughs> like, they, their losses are to teams that... They're reasonable, but then they, like, barely beat bad teams. you them to lose to, besides yeah. South Illinois. But, yeah, I'm just, like, I'm still not convinced. They play Kansas no. this week, so... We'll see how that goes, but I don't think I don't think anyone is convinced of Colorado. I'm, I, I wonder where they are in Ken Palm. They are... 77 so i just wouldn't the metrics don't like them either i would like barely put them as a bubble team in the pac-12 just the way i've seen them play like i i'm not a fan of colorado maybe that's some rumble in the rockies rivalry heat but (laughs) i'm just like i'm okay thank you yeah they're the number eight team per simple rating system which is a a uh, very simple rating system, I guess, uh, that just rates the overall performance of teams. They're number eight in the Pac-12 uh, in that metric. Uh, they're number six in net rating, which is just kind of, again, their overall rating. So, I don't know. They're they're fine. I don't, they're not a tournament team. They will certainly fall off, I think. I think we'll see them fall off at some point. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, let's ta- let's do our uh, Pac-12 power rankings. So usually, as I'm doing now, every th- this is the third time I'm doing it. So now we say, as always, um, that counts as tradition now. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna spit out my basketball tiers, and we're gonna talk about them. We'll go we'll go tier by tier. Um, so tier one, the elites. I think this one's easy, but I have but here they are in order. I have one Arizona, two UCLA, three USC. Any gripes with that? Would you put them in a different order? No, that's exactly how I would put them. Yeah. Um, I talked about uh, Arizona, UCLA, USC with uh, Matt Zemek from Trojans Wire um, and had a good discussion just about those teams and, uh, you know, kind of talking about the the differences between them. Uh, Arizona looks like the best team right now. Uh, We haven't obviously we haven't seen UCLA against uh, good competition the way that we might have against North Carolina, although apparently not North Carolina is not that good. But anyway, yeah. I, I definitely think it's Arizona, UCLA, and then a little tiny gap there, and then it's USC. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Okay, tier three. These are okay. So I skipped a tier. Top tier two would be like top forty teams, like good solid teams that are definitely tournament bound. That um, you know maybe are not elite and not top of the top of the country, but you know are good. There are no Pac twelve teams in that tier. Nope. If I'm being honest, there are. If aren't. Utah is healthy, um, I think I would. I think yeah. they would be in there, but we'll never know because good things yeah. don't happen to Utah fans. <laughs> we just won the Rose Bowl. What am I talking about? You haven't won the Rose Bowl I mean, we Bowl were yet. going oh, to the yeah. Rose Bowl. Sorry. <laughs> we're going to the Rose Bowl. Hey, uh, maybe uh, maybe Brandon Carlson's energy transferred over to Utah football. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. That's how it works. This is pretty uh, advanced. Like Space Jam shit. Just like he, <laughs> he blows it. Well, he's, he's in COVID health and safety protocols now, so it's not even, not even his ankle this time. Um. Okay, tier three. Here are my like bubble, bubble ish teams. I've got one shocker here. So, uh, number four in the Pac 12, I have Washington State. Number five, Utah. Number six, Oregon. And number seven, Colorado. Thoughts? Um, you know what? Oregon being there, you're giving them too much credit for that Baylor. Baylor <laughs> 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 I, man, maybe it is the Dana Altman thing where he coaches better as the season goes on and they have a lot of new pieces that they're trying to figure out but i ooh, i guess up until the baylor game i would have definitely put them into the lower tier but yeah i'm is this an order so oregon's above this colorado? is an order so it's washington state utah oregon and then colorado i'm very pro colorado hate so i'll allow it <laughs> some people are going to try to tell you that colorado is um approaching tier two they're they're not they're but, not but yeah i who's ooh. telling you that no one there's no way i don't, I don't know colorado, colorado fans, fans probably i don't really interact with them but i feel like uh, they're william saying that. william whalen who's a who does a colorado podcast that i'm so sorry if, if will listens i forgot the name of the podcast <laughs> oh god that's that's like a cardinal sin i'm gonna Terrible. look it up right now because our boy our boy does not deserve this yeah don't um don't crap on him like that i follow free ball in the free ball in podcast oh yeah um there it is um even he's kind of disappointed i think with what colorado is doing has low expectations but is but is pretty disappointed i don't know oregon's losses are lately close um they did have three horrible horrible losses in november but this month yeah, it was, it was a two-point loss, three-point loss to Stanford, eight-point loss to Baylor. We're competitive in that one. They did beat the shit out of Portland, which I get it. Like, even Oregon State did that. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. The, I mean, they've had a tough schedule. The teams that they lost to, like, those are good teams. Uh, yeah. Well, Stanford um, and maybe Arizona State. I will say, I like, know. I do trust Dana Altman more than most of the coaches in this conference. Yeah. I mean, so, he has a track record. Yeah. Although it really would have been nice for them to get that Baylor win because now every win against the Pac-12 is going to be a big strike against the Pac-12. Um, if they had beaten Baylor, I, th- I mean, it would have been stunning. And also it would have been like, hey, Oregon's turning it on now. You know, UCLA, USC, Arizona, you can lose to them. And people are going to kind of remember that Oregon's a good team, you know. But I don't know. We'll see. All right. So tier four. These are my, my teams that I would call bad to mediocre. Number eight, Cal. Number nine, Stanford. Uh, number 10, Arizona State. And number 11, Washington. Reactions? I feel like there needs to be a round of applause for Cal and Washington being in this tier and not the bottom tier. <laughs> like, I didn't think you could do it, and you proved me wrong. Again, the bar is literally on the floor, but way to go. I, I agree with these. Um, Cal Stanford, I would say... You could go back and forth there. I think Stanford has um, a couple more impressive wins than Cal, but also a couple really bad losses. But They were competitive with what is supposed to be a decent Texas team, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, so they oh, were they competitive there. Yeah. But so. Arizona State, I don't think yeah, is good. Weird. Washington, yeah. I think Washington's doing... Better than I expected, so that's really good for them. Yeah. Uh, last tier, tier five, irredeemable trash is what I've called it here in the document. Oregon State, we talked about it. They're ir- it, literally irredeemable trash. Um, <laughs> this is so terrible. It's bad. And we um, just kind of have I, to hope that they stay irredeemable trash. Yeah. If they go, I mean, if they go about some, like they wouldn't. They're not going to do what they did last year. The probability no. of that happening is near zero yes that'd be really fucking funny if they did but they're not going to but if they go on any sort of run in conference play that is a terrible look for the conference like we need it we need the bad teams to stay bad and oregon state is a very very bad team so yeah please don't get a stupid win wayne tinkle i think it's so funny that they went to the elite eight last season and <laughs> now they're one in ten like it's, this it's insane insane shit for one player um one player this has made me this has made me wonder if and obviously i have no inside sources um but it kind of makes you wonder if oregon state is this bad and let's say they f- just keep losing and have like a really historically bad season uh is worry fellatiche jared lucas are those guys transfer candidates yeah yeah i mean i'm not sure are there players out do we have precedent for like players leaving because their teams were bad i think so if they feel like they could are good players yeah i mean i mean they should somewhere else would be really cool yeah he's Um, really good yeah and still you know i think he's floundering on a bad team but he's still an elite rebounder um that his athleticism didn't die because of what Oregon State is doing. So, I don't know. It'd be cool. He'd be he'd be fun to have somewhere I else. Mean, that would I'd be say that'd be fun. Utah last season is a perfect example of players. I mean, I guess their yes. coach left, but yes, still like Timmy Allen, 
Alfonso Plummer, Bella Larson. Like they left because the team was bad. They just had the easy out of getting a co- having their coach fired. But yeah, I don't know. Wayne Tinkle has one of the softest. I mean, softest, <laughs> coldest seats in the conference just because of what he did last year, like at Oregon State. But now he's doing yeah. this. It's just well, like, now he has a contract too to wow, go with it. This is so. incredible. <laughs> Yeah, Good for him, yeah. honestly. No kidding. <laughs> um, Oregon State is favored by Ken Palm to win their new, next two games. Um, one of them is against the number 210 team per Ken Palm, Nicole State. But Oregon State has literally lost to a worse team at, uh, in Stam in Sam not Stanford Samford. Um, so who's their other they give, game? Uh, a Sacramento State. Number 311 in Ken Palm. They have an 87 percent chance of winning that one. I really so. feel like they're going to lose at least one of them. Yeah, they've been bad. Yeah, ugh, it's so it's sad. Be interesting. I'll be curious to see if I, I are they going to win a game in conference play? We'll see. I don't know. Uh, you TV know TV. they will in this conference. They, will. they certainly <laughs> will. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no teams like that. All right. Well, we're almost done here, but before we go, let's do some game predictions. <laughs> Every week, I pick a handful of interesting or marquee games for us to predict, um, since we don't predict every game. This week, I've picked two games. First up, Colorado hosts number seven, Kansas, on Tuesday, the day that this episode drops at 6 p.m. Pacific. Kansas is a nine and a half point favorite. This is a true home game for the Buffs. Uh, Grapes, who wins, who covers? Yeah, I already said Colorado is fraudulent. Colorado, you may be nine and three, but you are not you're not good um kansas is gonna win kansas is gonna cover i this is colorado's chance to make me start to believe that they're real if colorado covers here you know what i'll give them some credit but up until then i do not expect much from this game but who knows it it would be a really really big one for the conference so i hope they win i just don't think they will yeah i i uh, that's my first time picking the truck stop i feel terrible <laughs> that's not i mean probably picked like baylor against oregon or something like that i wasn't here for those episodes oh yeah you weren't interesting um yeah i uh i mean i i think kansas probably should win just based on the advanced metrics and them being a better team in colorado we're not convinced of Nine and a half points on the, you know, that's that's a lot. Are they going to be able to cover that? I think Colorado is going to be competitive. Uh, the Pac-12 teams have been competitive even against the big teams. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and pick them and be competitive. Um, I think they'll cover. I think Kansas wins. Uh, okay, uh, second game here on Wednesday. A monster game. Huge, monumentous game for the Pac-12. Arizona is traveling to Knoxville to play Tennessee. Um, Tennessee is ranked 19th in the country in the AP poll. This is another big true road game for the Wildcats. Grapes, can uh, can Arizona win this one? Think they're going to win it? Listen up. If you have the bandwidth to watch one basketball game for the rest of the year, like until 2022, this is the game. This is the game you need to watch. Wait, what about Arizona-UCLA on December 30th? I am going under the assumption that that game is not happening. Oh, okay. All right, fair. I feel like it's going to get canceled. Okay. Um, to protect UCLA. <laughs> anyway, so you can get into the conspiracy later. I'm just kidding. Whoa. I'm joking. Um, I definitely think Arizona's going to win. Arizona has some bigs that 
their length, I it's not an easy team to match up against. They haven't lost a game yet. They've had a couple of moments where they've definitely faltered against opponents they shouldn't have, but they always figure it out by the end of the game and end up just swarming whoever they're playing. Um, and Tennessee beat Colorado by 15 points, which I guess is a, a fair margin, but I think Colorado's hot ass. So give me Arizona to win and cover. I I don't know. What did, what did you say the spread was? I don't know what the spread was. I couldn't find it. I think um, it's Wednesday, so it's a little further to out. win since they're at home. Uh, I can look up Ken Palm. I should I should really use the Ken Palm ratings for this. I don't know why I don't. Um, yeah, so Tennessee, they are two point favorites. Yeah, give me give me Arizona to win. I feel pretty good about it. This is the best team in the conference and champion. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know nothing about Tennessee other than they're other than their ninth in Kempom. Um, they have a, a top they have a top five defense in Kempom. They're number two defensively in, in oh, Ken, the Kempom ratings. Um, what's their pace? What's their tempo? Uh, you know what? Um, Tennessee actually plays pretty fast. This may be a uh, kind of a track meet. They're number seventy-three in tempo. Tennessee is that's that's fast. Um, you know, at seventy, that whatever that metric is. Um, I don't know. I'm picking Arizona because I know nothing about Tennessee. <laughs> I don't. No trucks. I like no 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 truck stops here. Remember, <laughs> um, I literally know nothing about Tennessee. Apparently, they have. Uh, apparently, this Kennedy Chandler kid is very good. Um, I don't know. Whatever. I'm picking Arizona. <laughs> um, it'll be a good test. So I'll obviously watch the game and get to learn more about these guys the way I did about Kofi Coburn um, for Illinois. But anyway, I'm picking Arizona. Whatever. Okay. That'll do it for us. As usual, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Truck Stops Pod. We'll drop a basketball episode every Tuesday at 5 a.m. as we usually do football episodes Monday at 5 a.m. until the Rose Bowl. Um, we'll do one game recapping the bowl games and the Rose Bowl, and then that's our football season finale. Anyway, uh, for Grapes at Brave underscore Grapes, I'm Carlos at Equity Bruin. Thank you for listening, and remember, there are no truck stops here. Not even one, except I don't know what's going on in Corvallis, but... Maybe a truck stop. (laughs) Maybe a truck stop. Rumors still and thick with smoke. So thick it makes you choke. The crowd falls in.